Hi friends, and welcome to Do The Damn Thing. I'm your host, Lauren LaRue. I'm an entrepreneur, a lifestyle coach, and a content creator for my brand, LaRue. And if you're here today, it's because you're ready to elevate your lifestyle, live more intentionally, and achieve your dreams. And you found just the right place to do so. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of Do The Damn Thing. I am, as always, so thrilled to have you here with me today, and first and foremost, I have to get it out of the way. I am so sorry if I sound weird. I am losing my voice. I have no idea why. I have no idea how. The universe is telling me to have a little break. However, I am going to Wisconsin next week, and I cannot pack my massive mic with me, so I am getting a little ahead, meaning I am recording this podcast right before I exit Florida. So I am sorry if I sound a little bit like I, I've been like screaming for the past hour because that's what it feels like my voice has just like left the building. However, I am very excited to have this conversation with you guys. Time and time again, I have said on this podcast that such an important aspect of living intentionally and manifesting and pretty much all of the conversations that we've had is learning to love yourself and growing and nurturing the relationship you have with yourself. And I thought, you know what, I've said it so many times, I've talked about it, and I've kind of weaved around the topic so many times. Why don't I just do an episode on this subject? So here we are. I want to talk to you guys about how to love yourself and how to grow your relationship with yourself, especially if you're in a season of change or a season of healing or a season of waiting, or if you're in a period of rough spots, or if you're just having a difficult time and having a rough time looking at yourself in the mirror, which we've all been there. We've all done that. We all know what this conversation is going to be like. So we're going to dive right in. And I want to kind of preface this episode with a little bit of the conversation I had last week with Haley. So last week, Haley and I talked a little bit about some of the key points of successful manifestation, which is really to when you get down to the nitty gritty of manifesting, the the most successful part of doing it is getting to a place where you love your life and you love your present moment right now. And to do this, I think to love your life, you have to love yourself. You have to be in a place where you love the person and the version of yourself in that moment. Because I, I, I don't think there's a correlation you could have where, oh, I love my life, but I kind of hate the person I am. I don't really think you can be walking down that road. I think it's one path or the other. You love your life and you love yourself, or you don't really love yourself or your life, which sounds like a dark and doomy road to go down. So let's not talk about that one. So loving your life in the present moment. To get there, we have to love ourselves. And how do we do this? This requires what we've talked about so many times before, confidence, self-love, self-care, definitely working on the worthiness wound and how much you feel you're worthy of all that you desire. And let's face it, if you're listening to this podcast, if you read my content, if you do the manifestation work, the self-help work, if you're in this, you are definitely doing the nitty gritty work. Let me just get that out of the way. You are doing the work. So applaud yourself, give yourself a little pat on the back, nod your head really quickly with me because let me tell you, my friend, you and I, we're in it, we're doing the work and that deserves a lot of credit in itself because a lot of people don't know that this work is actually a lot of work. 
it is an entirely different level of self-reflection when you get on this level of reading self-help and getting into this level of manifesting and etc. So that's the first thing I want to say is when you're doing this kind of work, you're already on a level of really high self-reflection and you're already putting in extensive healing to love yourself. So applaud yourself there because not everyone can and not everyone will put in this work. Going back to my podcast with Haley, we talked a lot about this, is successful manifestation really requires the the prelim work, which I talked about in my Law of Attraction blog. That preliminary work is getting to a place where you love yourself and you love your life right now. And again, Haley and I talked about this. Haley really dove into this in a really beautiful and eloquent way in the podcast last week, that this doesn't mean that you're pushing out what you're trying to attract. If you go back to our podcast on high energy vibrations, you'll understand that in fact, and like I said in the in last week's podcast, when you get to a place where you love yourself and you love your life so much in the present moment, you're existing at such a high energy vibration that you are in fact attracting so much of what you desire because those things exist at those vibrations. When you, and I've talked about this before, I think with the pedestal analogy, When you do not exist at those vibrations and you are quite literally looking up at what you desire, whether it's money, love, a job, a house, etc. If you are looking at those things, at things that are at a higher level than you exist at, you are literally putting them at a higher pedestal and pushing yourself down. So look at it as that analogy, maybe as like a like a sports analogy where they sit on those pedestals at like the Olympics or something. So the gold is obviously in the middle at the highest tier and then silver and bronze. Let's say you're the bronze medal and what you're trying to manifest is the gold medal. So you're what you're looking at is six feet. I know it's not actually six feet. I think it's probably like what, maybe a foot, like 12 inches. But for the sake of actually looking at the analogy, especially in our heads, let's say it's six feet. So you're standing there and your manifestation, let's just say it's a million dollars, is sitting there in a stack of money and it's six feet higher than you. You're quite literally straining your neck looking up at what you're trying to manifest. So when you can lower that pedestal to an even playing field, you're then matching that energy vibration to attract what it is in your life. So you're then so happy with your life right now and so happy with who you are and the version of yourself right now that that energy vibration is existing at the exact same wave at that million dollars that it's then attracting it into your life. And again, I'm just using that as an easy example, but whatever your manifestation is. So That's all the groundwork I want to lay. That's the context of this podcast is kind of weaving it into last week's. So let me preface this by saying there's actually a couple podcasts I think you should listen to before this one being the vibrational one and last week's podcast with Haley. So go do that before you listen to the rest of this podcast. (laughs) But now we're going to move into the actual nitty gritty work of this podcast being the how, how to love yourself. And I want to talk about specifically the loneliness aspect because, and I've talked about this also before, this process and life in itself can get very lonely. It can feel very isolating, especially if what you're doing or the journey you're on, or if you've just experienced something quite significant, 
it can feel very isolating. Your feelings specifically can feel very isolating. So I want to talk about this. Growing our relationship with ourselves is so incredibly important because when you do this and when you can foster that relationship and when you get to a point where you are so confident in who you are and love so much of who you are, you no longer have to rely on outside sources or outside people to ever fulfill aspects of yourself. So let me give you an example. Let's say you're trying to manifest a partner relationship, so a significant other, and you're in a really difficult spot with yourself, your relationship with yourself, and you're really unhappy with who you are, and you're in that, what Haley and I talked about last week was that kind of desperation aspect. You're so desperate for love because you want that relationship. You want that person to rely on. You want that person to talk to. You want that person to come home to. You want that communication with that person, etc. Let's think about it that way. Now, let's say that you do happen to come across someone and let's make it even better. Let's give you the best case scenario. Let's say that you come across someone that's fantastic. Maybe it's your dream person. Let me very quickly ask you, and I, again, I'll say I can't see you nodding or saying yes or responding, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gauge and I'm going to go into my introspective skills and guess your answers, but let me ask you, would you rather enter into your dream relationship as the best version of yourself or someone who is, I'll be, I'm saying this kindly because we've all been there and all done this, or would you rather enter that relationship so desperate for love and so desperate for attention and so desperate for fulfillment that you are then going to enter that relationship completely draining that person's cup because you need it to fill your own? pause for dramatic effect (laughs) because absolute mic drop moment obviously we all want option a we all want to enter relationships that we're both entering both parties a and b are entering that relationship as the best versions of who we are that's how you foster a healthy relationship that's how you foster healthy communication skills trust skills etc so if you're entering a relationship, one person is entering as the best version of themselves and the other person is entering maybe half a shell of the person they can be and, you know, we're desperate for this, this love and fulfillment, you are going to drain the person so quickly of their cup and of their energy and of their love and affection and communication, and etc., that that relationship is going to die out so quickly and you are going to end it so likely not well. So... When we can give ourselves the things in which we're desiring out of someone else or something else, like love, fulfillment, communication, etc., then we can foster ourselves, love ourselves, and give ourselves that relationship that we're desiring. And we build our relationship with ourselves so beautifully that however much time passes, we become the best version of ourselves in the present moment we're at that we then somehow stumble upon this amazing person, enter a relationship, and party A and B are at top tier versions of yourselves. So that's obviously the end result we're looking to reach. And that's, let, let me tell you, I know that especially if you're listening to this and you're from my generation, we hear nonstop horror stories of relationships in our age and just like the way people meet and it's just kind of all very 
I don't even know what the right word is. It's it's very interesting, I'll say. <laughs> I'll say it, 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 it's interesting. However, these stories, they do exist. Let, let me be clear. We're growing up, we're maturing. We're in our mid-20s. Like, come on, let's, let's be grown-ups about this. This does not have to be the case. If you are growing up, if you are maturing, if you are doing these things, if you are putting in this work, first of all, let me say, you are not going to settle for a lesser version of the person you want. You have high standards. You're not going to waver on those high standards. And let me be the first person to tell you, that is perfectly okay. People ask me all the time why I'm single, A and B, that is why. I have high standards and I'm not willing to adjust on those standards. If that means waiting a long time to find that person, and I have high standards for myself, very, very high standards for myself. I do not want to enter a relationship until I'm at a certain point in my life because I want to give the person I'm looking for the very full extent of who I want to be as well. I don't want to half-ass my relationship if I'm entering and find the person that I'm looking for. So let me be very clear. These relationships, especially if you're looking for a partner, because I think that loving yourself and this, this kind of topic, I think is geared towards finding a relationship. And like I said last week, I hadn't really done a podcast on finding love or like any really topics on love yet. So I think this is a good gearing up point for that podcast in the future. But let me say this standards, these things, etc. I am very much so in the perspective of believing both parties should enter a relationship, especially if you're entering it in the in the mindset of believing I want a long-term relationship, like I'm looking for a potential person to like marry and long-term kids and etc. If you're entering it with that mindset, you need to be entering it as the best version of yourself. Top tier who you are. Top tier Lauren, top tier your name, fill in the blank. You've got this. So working on yourself, step one. <laughs> that is what we are doing. And again, let me say, you're listening to this podcast. You are doing it, my friend. We are doing this together. What does growing our relationship with ourselves do? What does that mean? Lauren, you've said this a million times. Please elaborate. Allow me to. I shall. When we grow our relationship with ourselves, we are diving deep into that self-reflection process. So we're, time and time again, I've said, we're growing those emotions, those deep, dark emotions that oftentimes we don't want to handle, we don't want to reflect on, we resist rather than reflect. And when you do that, instead of suppressing, we're growing those emotions, we're growing our relationship with those emotions, and that fosters such better communication skills with any relationship we enter into. It doesn't have to be a partner relationship. When we have the ability to handle difficult emotions well, we can enter into any situation, any scenario that's difficult with better and honest communication skills. If you listen to the podcast, The Toxic Habits, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about as far as bad communication skills or read that blog, 10 Toxic Habits. I'm talking about defensiveness, lying, causing drama, laziness, not doing the actual healing work, etc. All of those toxic habits, when you do the self-reflection work and you grow and foster that relationship with yourself, those are the toxic habits I'm talking about eliminating. So those are the better communication skills I'm talking about that are coming out of when you handle those toxic habits. And 
I'll say that the best thing that comes out of fostering your relationship with yourself is you will never, and I said this earlier in this podcast, you will never need to seek fulfillment from another person or another thing. So when you enter into those relationships, let's say I'll give you the best case scenario again. Let's say you enter into a relationship and you are both at the best versions of yourself and you're doing phenomenal and you're doing great. Let's say one of you loses your job and of course you're going to go through a rough patch. You're human, you know, you're going to have these emotions, the sadness, the grief of it all, maybe some anger, etc. So you're having a rough patch, maybe it's a week or two and you're just like really down in the dumps with it and you're feeling, you're questioning your worthiness, etc. You are not going to turn to that person for those insecurities because let's face it, insecurities as much as we work on them they're always going to rear their ugly head they're always going to pop up however as we grow in our confidence with ourselves as we mature they're not going to last as long you know we will see them we'll handle them we'll move on let's say that you get in this position and you're feeling insecure you're feeling down in the dumps it's rough you know you're not you're not at your best you're not going to turn to that person and seek fulfillment of that insecurity through them now Let me say, let me be clear here in what I mean. Of course, I'm not saying that you're just going to completely distance yourself from them and they're not going to have compassion for that and they're not going to be there for you and, you know, you're just going to have like no communication with them for two weeks. Of course, that's not what I mean. What I do mean is that the insecurity that you're feeling is not going to need to be validated through them. You are going to have the skill set to validate that insecurity on your own and know how to handle it. You're going to know that, okay, I'm feeling insecure about this. I lost my job. However, I know that A, I know how to do this job for whatever reason you lost it. And B, I know that I'm going to pick myself up, apply for new jobs, find a new job and kick ass at that new job. So what I'm saying is you're not going to need that person to validate those things for you. Now, of course, they can say those things and perk you up and help you and remind you of those things, but you're not going to turn to family, friends, former colleagues, your boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, etc., to need that validation. You are going to know how to validate those things within yourself because you've done this healing work before. So that is what I need. The validation aspect in relationships, I think is so, so incredibly important. That codependency is a very, very, very fine, 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 fine line. I cannot stress that enough. You have to enter relationships knowing exactly what codependency means and how codependent you are on each other. And that codependency, that dependency on another person and on each other has to be completely equal. You cannot be more dependent on them than they are on you and vice versa. Because if you are and they are not on you or they are on you and you are not on them, the relationship, I believe, will not work out. And I know I mentioned this last week, but I'll say it again to remind you, if you haven't listened to Haley's podcast with me, I have always been, always, always, always been the person people come to for advice in every friend group I've ever been in, let alone advice in relationships. And I've mentioned I've been in one long-term relationship. And when I say long-term, I mean it was like seven or eight months. So not even very long-term. 
But I've always been that friend that people come to for advice because I am that I'm that honest person. I will tell you, you're too codependent. Relationships not equal. This is toxic. This is what's happening, etc. And I've always known this aspect of it, but I've never been able to translate it into manifesting or the highest self, like stepping into your highest self aspect until about a year ago, two years ago when I really actually got into this work. So anyways, now I want to kind of flip the coin to give you even more perspective on this topic. So what happens, I want to ask you guys, and I want you to reflect on this. What do you think happens if you're not in this space of, I am my best self, I'm loving myself, and I know how to be alone. So what happens if you are desperately seeking the attention and maybe you don't even realize it? I want to offer you guys a couple of scenarios to think about so that you can put it in perspective into your life so that maybe because we've all done this we've all been there we've all been in relationships where we're the one desperate or someone is desperate for our attention and we know what that feels like we know what that looks like what is happening there is someone is insecure and someone is looking for validation through another human being and they're finding it in ways that are not healthy And that's through that desperate need for attention. So we don't attract attention, obviously. We repel it. So when we're in that space of desperately seeking attention from a partner or a friendship, then we're in fact repelling that attention that we desire. And that's where, you know, that those really toxic habits come into relationships. Again, I'll say specifically partner relationships or intimate relationships where people get paranoid about, you know, cheating or et cetera. But that's for another day. (laughs) So we're looking for validations on insecurities we haven't attempted to work on on ourselves. So I want to ask you guys a very big, very mind-boggling question that I want you to sit and ruminate on. So if you want to, after I ask this question, maybe pause me, think think about it for a second, and then we'll have a little chat, a little one-sided convo about it. And this is kind of a variation of the question I was asking earlier, but a little deeper. Do we really want to enter into a new relationship, our dream job, or an exciting new opportunity when we haven't found the time or ability to love, honor, and respect ourselves yet? Do you really want to face the something that could change your life forever when you are not in a space where you love yourself yet? Sit, ruminate with that for a second, maybe even journal dump with it for a second. Pause me if you need to. I will continue. Now, I will say that I believe those dream things, the, the, the right person for us, the dream job, the best opportunities for us, they come into our lives at the right times for us. So I don't believe that those things would enter into our lives necessarily when we're not ready. And I do mean that in the way that we haven't done the work yet but there are scenarios where they do and there are points in our lives where things enter in and we get overwhelmed we self-sabotage and I've talked about this several times before on the blog and on the podcast we we see these exciting opportunities and where we feel unprepared or overwhelmed by the fear of success or the fear of failure And we repel them and we self-sabotage so that we don't have to face that big change. So that's the question I'm asking you is, do you really want to enter into one of those phases of your life 
unprepared because you haven't done the internal healing work that we all are very aware is very important because what what really what's the alternative ask yourself what's the alternative not doing the work and what what are you left with you're left with emotions that we've suppressed emotions that we haven't dealt with and where where do you end up i will tell you where you end up because i've been there done that and it and it sucks i want to say a word there but i do want to keep this podcast clean so i won't <laughs> this is where you end up if you haven't listened to my first podcast you don't know my story quite yet but i'll share with you where you end up that summer i talk about in my podcast i I kind of glazed over in that original podcast in my very first episode because I wanted to get you guys to my happy ending. And that happy ending is still happening right now. It's not ending. I'm, I'm in my happy unfolding. Like, it's it's still going on. But that summer after I graduated college, I, I honestly don't even know how to describe it to you guys. I have never felt more in a darker place in my entire life. I have never felt more like a failure, more like a shell of a human being. And not only did I feel like I was failing myself, this is what I think was so overwhelming. I felt like I was literally failing every person I had ever met in my entire life. My parents, I felt like I was failing my professors. I felt like I was failing my former bosses at the place I had worked. I felt like I had I was failing every person in my life that had ever told me I was meant for something more. And most importantly, which you all know, I felt like I was failing my brother. And the overwhelming emotion of that is what made me, and I'll be very candid here, and I've said this before, but I definitely want to say this right here, right now. This podcast, this platform, my platform, LaRue, This is a very safe space for you guys. I always want you to know that. And that is why it is always my goal to be very transparent. So I'll say this. That summer, I have never, ever thought about hurting myself until that moment in my life. I I wanted, I, I didn't see an end. I didn't see a way of getting out of that pain. I didn't see a way of moving beyond the failure. And I wanted it to end. And then, as you guys know, that two-ish, three weeks happened at the end of the summer where my birthday came along. I turned 22, which was the same age my brother died. And he died two weeks after his 22nd birthday. So, you know, I'll, I'll say this all very quickly. I, I was realizing that I was about to technically become older than my older brother, which was just... I, I, again, I didn't even really know how to handle that thought. And then my uncle died two days after my birthday. And then I went back to New York where a lot of personal stuff happened in my life that was just, I, I am not ready to share yet. And then I found out I needed an incredibly invasive knee surgery. And that was my out. I decided that that was my out because if that hadn't been my out and I stayed in New York, I do feel like... I would have taken action on my life. And I've had this conversation with my parents. I've had this conversation with my therapist. And 
you know, I, I will say now that I've gotten to an amazing place in my life where, I, I, you know, I, I've done such incredible healing work and there is so much more to be done. Of course, I'll tell you guys that time and time again. I don't think you, anyone could ever reach a place unless you're maybe like Buddha. <laughs> you'll ever reach a place where there's no more work to be done on yourself. We are constantly growing. We're constantly evolving. We're constantly healing. And I've asked you guys this question before. If we didn't have these bad emotions, if we didn't, you know, I'm using air quotes around bad, if we didn't have these difficult emotions, and if we didn't have that room for growth, don't you think life would just be so boring? If we were happy all the time and life was just that happy-go-lucky rainbows and miracles and butterflies all the time, life would just, I think, I genuinely think we'd be so boring because we'd all be the same version of each other. No one would have that unique individual aspect except maybe in our appearance because going through the difficult, hard parts of our lives, it's not the difficult parts that change us. It's how we how we deal with them, how we come out of them that change who we are and put us into the best versions of who we are. I truly believe, looking back at the last, at the time between my brother's death and now, I don't think it's my brother's death that has shaped who I am today. I think it's the last two years of my life. I think it's realizing the trauma, finally addressing the trauma of losing my only sibling and what that meant for me, the guilt, the regret, etc. all of the things I've talked about in my grief podcasts. And then finally coming to terms with those things and dealing with them and seeing the way those things played a role in my life, those emotions played a role in my relationships, in my day-to-day, in my job, in everything that I do. Once I was able to see that, come to terms with it, and then move forward, that's when I changed my life, not the actual death. And that's why I talk so much about the true gifts of, you know, finding meaning beyond death is that, you know, when, when people that close to us die, and I know I'm getting a little off topic here, but I'm feeling very inspired right now. When people that close to us die, if you are able to reach that point, no matter how long it takes, it took me, you guys, it took me four and a half years to finally address that shit. To finally sit down and face my guilt. Like I I didn't actually say those words out loud until four, almost four and a half years later. That's how long it took me. And it takes some people way longer and it takes some people a couple weeks. So anyways, what I'm getting at here is I know I've gone on like a little bit of a tangent. <laughs> but what I'm trying to tell you guys here and what I'm preaching to you guys here is that if you can get to a space where you're willing to literally sit yourself down and have these constant conversations with yourself about your emotions, about your day-to-day, about living intentionally, about your day-to-day routine and the functionality of your mindset in your day-to-day life, you can reach such an incredible place of confidence, self-love, worthiness, I haven't found the words yet to describe this to you guys. And when I do, I will do another podcast. But this is what I'm sharing with you guys. When you can get to this place 
when you can do this work. And let me tell you, I'm not at this place. This is, again, like I've said several times over, this is a constant journey. This is a constant period of growth. We are constantly growing and constantly evolving. Unless, like I said earlier, maybe you're Buddha or, you know, just have Zen written into your DNA. I don't know who else could do that without like the constant periods of growth. But once you've reached that place, the empowerment of self-reflection that you're capable of, that is the only fulfillment, and I'm using air quotes there, that you will ever need. You will never need to seek fulfillment beyond yourself because you have such a strong and steady relationship with the universe, with divine timing, and with trust in yourself and trust in the universe, knowing even if that trust wavers, which of course it's going to, your trust is going to waver every once in a while. Is this really going to happen? Is this actually going to come into my life? How much longer do I have to wait? The patience aspect of it, you guys. Oh my God. That, that is what meditation is for. That when the patience wavers, boy, you better sit your butt down and meditate for hours because trust me, that is all I do constantly is meditate because my patience is always, always fluctuating. And that is what I'm working on so hard right now is knowing that divine timing most certainly exists and trusting in the universe to bring me what I deserve and what I know I'm worthy of when it is right for me. And that I think is a beautiful place to end with. That I think is how you grow and foster and nurture the relationship you have with yourself. I know I went on a couple of tangents, but I hope that the message I wanted to get across was clear because I think that this is a very important message. And I've said this time and time again on this podcast, and I think it deserved its own 30 minutes of voice and conversation. So that's what I've got for you guys today. I will again apologize for like my scratchy and gross voice. I don't know what's happening. I need to now after 35 minutes of talking, I need to go relax and like put an ice pack on my voice. But that's what I've got for you guys today. As always, thank you so, so much for listening to the Do The Damn Thing podcast. If this podcast resonated with you or if you think it will resonate with someone you love, know and care about, please share it with them. And I will see all of you beautiful souls next week.